Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one, no touching of the hair or face. Of course. And that's it. Now, let's do this. Thank you for listening to part two of our two-part episode on sneaker collaborations. Welcome to the Immortal Souls Podcast, where we explore the history, stories, myths, legends, and hype that make shoes what they are today. We are Jared and Nick, two brothers with a passion for shoes. We are excited to have you along for the journey. What we're going to actually do, if, if you're down for this chair, if we want to just bring it down to a little bit more personal level, excuse me. A little bit more of a personal level for a few minutes, and maybe we can just talk about some of what our favorite sneaker collabs are today. If Heck yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, let's do it. Sounds fun. And I know you have a lot to say on this. This is a subject that is very near and dear to your heart. Yes. Um, Yes, it it is. It's time as well, but it's nearer and dearer to your heart, I think. Um, So I will just kind of briefly touch on a couple that really resonate with me. And then, you know, we'll kick it over to you. And we'd love to hear, I'd love to hear some of your favorites and some of your insight on that. That sounds perfect, and, and I'm glad that you're taking a few minutes first because there's honestly so many collaborations that I like, um, many of which I actually own in my collection. This will give me time to kind of gather my thoughts and kind of think about what uh, you know, what two or three collaborations I might want to touch on. So, good stuff. Perfect. Um, yeah, I think for me. The first one that I would jump into is a collaboration that I already talked about, which is the um, Converse and Chuck Taylor collaboration. And the reason why I like this is, again, like we talked about before, this is just one of the first examples of a sneaker collaboration as we know it today. You know, Chuck Taylor and Converse, they were literally, you know, the first to do it. And it was such a... I think it's such a cool story of collaboration of, um, you know, the salesman that comes in, who's just super passionate about basketball. He's super passionate about sneakers. He, you know, makes a quick impact right away on Converse and they, you know, they, they tweak the design of a pre-existing shoe that they had and they basically hand the reins over to Chuck Taylor and he gets to put a stamp of approval literally on the ankle of the shoe. And then he goes around the country teaching basketball to people and obviously endorsing the shoe as well um, and, and promoting the shoe. But all in all, though, it's just really such an original story. And it's just super cool. And, and kind of to your point from earlier, I didn't really know that it was, you know, that Chuck Taylor and Converse were really two completely separate entities. I always assumed that. You know, maybe Chuck was a founder, a co-founder of Converse or something like that. So I thought that was a super cool example of a sneaker collab. The next one I would touch on briefly is the Dornbecker Freestyle Collection, which many of you might be or maybe some of you are not familiar with this collaboration. But the Dornbecker Children's Hospital up in Oregon 
They have a long-standing partnership with Nike. It's been going, I believe, since 2004. So this will be the 16th, 17th year that this partnership is in place. And what they do is each year there are a handful of patients at the children's hospital that are selected to help design certain models of Nikes and Air Jordans. And not only have they pumped out some really cool, authentic, um, inspiring sneaker designs over the years, um, but they've also generated you know, nearly $30 million in fundraising that results from sales of these shoes that has gone directly back for uh, research and other needs um, at the at the hospital. So I think that's such a, a cool cause and such a, a unique and out-of-the-box way to generate awareness and support uh, for some of these um, you know, causes for, for these sick kids. I think it's, it's super cool. Um, so that would be the next collaboration that I, I really like. And if I had to pick, you know, like a third that I would throw out there, I think simply just because of how, how widespread and how popular it is today, I, I feel like if we're doing an episode about collaboration, we at least have to acknowledge or, you know, tip our hat to the Travis Scott and Air Jordan partnership. I, you know, and this is something that you can speak to better than I can, Jared. I know that you've, you know, you've been able to snatch up a few pair of shoes and, uh, you know, you were able to, um, in fact, let's see how many, which, which Travis Scott's have you been able to, to snag over the so last I years? currently have the Air Force Ones. I have the Travis Scott Air Jordan one highs and the one lows. And then I also have w- w- the, the kind of ugly stepchild of the Travis Scott collabs. The one that people don't really talk about, but it is a Travis Scott Nike model. And that is the Air Jordan 33 Cactus Jacks. Which I which, absolutely love. Which I love those as well. But y- you don't see people talk about those as much. You know, instead of costing 600 to $1,200 <laughs> on the resale market, you can get these for about 350 bucks, which is still absurdly expensive. But um, in the grand scheme of things, for what Cactus Jacks usually go for, that's quite the still of a deal, quite the bargain. And I will say, too, that I was firsthand witness over the last couple of weeks that seeing you actually bust out and wear a pair of those, you wore your... Which ones did you wear? Out? The Air Force Ones. The Air Force Ones, which I know you love to keep your, I, I know you love to keep your shoes in, in mint condition if you can. So I was. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it it took <laughs> took everything in me to, to put them on and to undead stock them. But, you know, I, I've got all these cool shoes. It's time for me to start wearing them as hard as, hard as it is for me to do that. <laughs> you did them justice. And it was even a slightly rainy day. So there you, know. you go. But um, anyway, so I would, yeah, I just wanted to touch t- super quickly just on that collaboration. I, I love the the earth tone colors and the super unique branding, but it still very much feels like an Air Jordan shoe or the Air Force Ones, um, but, or even his new, uh, what is it, the SB, the Dunks? Yeah. Those. Yeah. Um, but all of them, though, I, he, I think it's a really good mix of staying true to the original silhouette of the shoe 
but really putting some super cool and unique flavor on each of those silhouettes. And um, I don't know, I think they're just, those, in my opinion, are, are beautiful shoes at the risk of sounding kind of silly or lame or whatever. I, I really do think those are, those are beautiful shoes. <laughs> yeah, like you said, they are, in my opinion, works of art. They, they're wearable art. They're awesome. As hot as Kanye West's short-lived relationship with Nike was, Sneakerheads should actually be kind of glad that he moved away from Nike and joined up with Adidas, because had he not done that, I'm not sure we would even have the Travis Scott collaboration. I don't know for sure, but it kind of feels like that Travis Scott kind of took the place of Kanye West, as far as you know, Nike kind of putting all of their eggs into one collaboration basket. And obviously they collaborate with a bunch of other people, but I'm talking about, you know, kind of one of their main consistent collaborators. I mean, this is like one of their flagship collaborations. Right, for sure. exactly. Really are. So, well, that does it for me. So let's kick it over your way, Jer. Sweet. Let's uh, go ahead and take these high-level, noble historical collaborations. And I'm going to kind of... Well, let's kind of go to a more low level, <laughs> superficial level as far as collaboration. Let's, let's dive in. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so the first collaboration I want to talk about is the Vans North Face collab. Now, these are two companies that I absolutely love, and I own a lot of shoes and clothing of both. So here with the Vans and with Vans and the North Face, we've got two super cool and established companies. So Vans, as everybody knows, is primarily a shoe company. Obviously, they've kind of morphed into sort of a lifestyle brand, and, and they offer much more than just shoes. But they started off as basically a shoe company. And then we've got the North Face, which is primarily an outdoor clothing company. And again, they offer a whole lot of different things, but kind of, uh, you know, outdoor clothing is what they specialize in. So both companies actually share quite a lot of similarities. So they both started in California. Both brands opened up their first stores in 1966, and now they are both currently owned by the VF Corporation. So I guess, uh, you know, with all of these similarities and shared history and now apparently shared ownership, I guess it just probably made a lot of sense. And and I'm glad that they did, uh, that they collaborated together. So Anyways, it seemed pretty inevitable that both brands would eventually collide, or in this case, collaborate together. Now, to my knowledge, Vans and the North Face have collaborated twice on shoes, specifically, in 2015 and again in 2017. So fairly recently, both collaborations have used some of Vans, some of their most iconic models, so... They've used the Skate High model, the old schools, and also the Chuckas. The next collaboration after 2015, as I had mentioned, is was in 2017. And this is the collaboration that I especially love. Now, this collaboration officially launched on November 3rd, 2017. And, you know, if you think about the North Face and the colors that they use. Like if you think of like an old school North Face parka or Nupsy jacket or something like that, you're going to think of those basic bold colors, you know, black or yellow or red. I mean, that's very North Face-esque. And so they chose to use these color stylings and blockings on, on the 2017 collaboration. 
So what they did is they basically took the skate high and the old school models. And what they did is they improved them for winter use. The way they did that is they added weather-resistant Scotchgard coated leather. They put improved traction on the outsoles using snow boot technology. They put warm lining materials. And in my opinion, the coolest feature of these shoes is they put a super thin metal heat shield between the sock liner and the outsole of the shoe. And what this supposedly does is it traps the heat from your feet and it reflects that heat back up into your feet to keep your feet extra warm. Now, I actually own some of these and I've worn them in sub-freezing temperatures, so below 32 degrees. And I can actually confirm that these shoes, not only are they super comfortable, they have the Vans patented, uh, I believe it's called the Ultra Cush technology. So not only do they have Ultra Cush, but you know they have this metal sheet in there and it really does keep your feet warm. It's pretty remarkable. So even in the dead of the winter, you can rock your Vans, but it's nice knowing that they'll keep you properly insulated from the cold and the weather. So that's Kind of the first collab that I love is Vans and the North Face. And talking about collaborations that work, I think these do. I think, you know, both of these companies, again, with their shared history, and, you know, they, they kind of uh, cross over into some of the same types of areas and, and lifestyle type offerings. I, I think it just makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways that these companies collab. So I hope they continue to do more collaborations in the future. I guess we'll just have to kind of wait and see. Now, the next collaboration I want to talk about is one of what I would consider to be the, aside from the Travis Scott Air Jordan partnership, I would have to say one of the next biggest and hottest collaborations, Hot stuff coming ongoing through. collaborations that are, that are out there right now is the Nike Off-White collaboration. Now, so for those of you who haven't heard of Off-White before, so Off-White, it's an up-and-coming brand, and it, it's, it's, uh, it was created by Virgil Abloh. And Virgil Abloh is a trained architect-turned-fashion designer, and he's obviously a super smart dude. He got degrees in civil engineering and also architecture back in the early 2000s. While he was at university, he became interested in fashion, and he designed t-shirts, he wrote for a fashion blog, and this passion for fashion continued after college. And he ended up interning at the fashion house, I, th I think it's an Italian fashion house, Fendi, in 2009. Now, what's interesting is when he was an intern there, he uh, a fellow intern there was a man by the name of Kanye West. So Virgil and Kanye became really good friends while they were both interns for Fendi. And after this experience... Uh, Virgil Abloh actually went on to be Kanye's creative director. And I would say it was kind of at this point that uh, Virgil Abloh's career, it just took off. He rose through the fashion ranks very quickly. And I would say it was even, you could consider it a meteoric rise to becoming one of the hottest and most sought after fashion designers to date. Now, Abloh founded his own fashion brand called Off-White in 2013. And then later on in 2018, he was also named creative director of Louis Vuitton's menswear line. So by now, this dude is just a fashion juggernaut. Now, in 2017, we're going to back up just a little bit. So in 2017, Nike announced an official collaboration with 
Ablo's brand Off-White, and they called this collaboration The Ten. And it was called this because the collaboration involved taking 10 models from Nike and Converse, which is owned by Nike, and also Jordan, and it involved deconstructing the shoes and then reimagining the models with the Off-White treatment. So if you were to describe Off-White's trademark style... It includes the use of zip ties, quotation marks, capital letters, barricade tape. And to me, these features kind of give off a raw industrial type feel. And they can be seen on a lot of off-white stuff, whether it be shoes or clothes or luggage. And so for the Nike off-white collaboration, we see a lot of these same industrial design type details. So you've got like exposed stitching on the shoes, fat foam tongues, uh, not just fat tongues, but like exposed foam. You've got those zip ties and the now very iconic large block letters and quotations that Off-White is so famous for. And when he was working on this collaboration, when he was redesigning these shoes, uh, Ablo said that he stuck with his, I guess he has a self-made rule that when he collaborates, he only edits the shoes or whatever he's doing. He'll edit it only 3%. So he said he edited these Nike shoe silhouettes only 3% so the original design of the shoes would stay intact. I think that's kind of an interesting fact considering that other than the silhouette of the shoes, in my opinion, these shoes often look quite different than the original. They seem to be edited a bit more than 3%, but what yeah, do I maybe know? Maybe like 10 to 15%. Maybe 10 to 15, if not 20 to 30% or more. But any, you know, it is what it is, I guess. So the 10 models in this collaboration, you know, part of the the 10 it's the Nike Blazer, the Air Jordan 1, the Air Max 90, Air Presto, Air Vapor Max, the Converse Chuck Taylors, the Air Force Ones, the React Hyperdunks, the Air Max 97, and the Zoom Vapor Flies. My favorite shoe of this whole collaboration would probably have to be the black colorway of the Nike Blazer model. And I think these were some of the first Nike Off-Whites that came out. Now, the black colorway, it's affectionately called the Grim Reapers, so it also has kind of a cool name, too. So these shoes are black on black, so we're talking black uppers, and they also have black soles. And they've got a large white swoosh on the side, and they have a few hits of orange throughout. I'm such a fan of black shoes, and these particular shoes just really do it for me. Uh, I wish I owned a pair, but, uh, you know, the base price now, if you want to get at it, the base price if you want to, you know, to secure a pair for yourself is going to be around five to seven hundred dollars that's the cheapest you're going to find them wow um you know they're they're very expensive on the resale market now one last thing with the nike off-white collab people are always wondering what to do with those zip ties that come on the shoes and off-white actually poked fun at this and they released a short video and in the video, it says, cut the tie, comma, leave it alone. So basically, it answers the question without answering the question. I think it's safe to say that most sneakerheads and resellers, they would say to keep the zip tie on if you want the shoe to maintain its maximum resale value. No, and, are all uh, of, sorry, so did are all 10 of these models then have the collaborations been completed for all 10 of these models? I don't think quite yet. I think they're nearing the end of it, but uh, I might be wrong in this, but I believe there's a model or two yet to come out. And so it doesn't like, I don't see on this list, you know, like the hugely hyped air Jordan five that, you know, just came out. 
Right. Are it, those it, just it, kind of a whole separate thing then, I guess? Or? That's a good question. I'm guessing that's probably a separate project. Like it's not part of the, you know, the official quote, the 10 collaboration. Right. Um, it, it must be just a separate project uh, that, that they did. So yeah, that's a good question. But you know, Nick talking about all these shoes and stuff, uh, it's kind of making me a little hungry. <laughs> and with that, I, I think I'm going to focus on food collabs. Yes, you heard me right, food collabs. <laughs> so oh, yeah. these are pretty interesting to me because it's kind of two seemingly unrelated things, food and sneakers, and they're combined into a collaboration. And it just kind of goes to show that the sky's the limit with what types of companies might collaborate together and some of the interesting results that come out of these collaborations. So with that said, I'll, I'll just go over two or three kind of bigger food collaborations with shoes that I know about, and we'll just kind of discuss those briefly. So the first one is in 2018, Nike released its Kyrie 4 cereal pack. And this was a three-color set of shoes inspired by Kyrie Irving's favorite cereals, which are Lucky Charms, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and Kicks. And these shoes were actually officially endorsed by General Mills. So if you see pictures of the shoes, and we'll try to, hopefully we can throw some up on our on our show notes so you can get a feel for what they look like. But you have the cereal brand on the tongue of the shoes, and then you have the General Mills G logo on the back of the shoe. And of these three shoes, I guess the Lucky Charms shoe got the most buzz because it's like a really bright, vibrant red color, and it has the shapes of those marshmallow charms kind of stamped into the suede heel panel. So that's pretty interesting. And these kicks, they're just so loud, and they're kind of ridiculous with their colorways and cereal branding. But because of that, it actually kind of makes them fire. It's the type of vibe, like, you know, like it's so bad, it's actually good <laughs> sort of a thing. At least that's the way that I see it. And predictably, these shoes, they sold out super fast. So that's my first uh, food collab shoe. The Nike Kyrie 4 Cereal Pack. The next shoe collab I want to talk about just for a minute is the Adidas Arizona Iced Tea collaboration. And this just happened last year in September 1st, actually. So there's kind of a crazy story with this collaboration. So apparently Adidas and Arizona Iced Tea, they actually collabed on some shoes back in July of 2019. And so what they did is they cooked up this marketing stunt to promote the collaboration. So what they did is they set up a pop-up shop in New York City. And the, the kind of the kicker was is that they were selling pairs of these collaborated sneakers for 99 cents a pair. Well, obviously the word got out about the pop-up shop and these 99 cent shoes and sneakerheads and people just went absolutely bananas over this. They went crazy over this. And I'm not sure if it was more the 99 cent price tag or just the uniqueness of the collaboration or just the idea that these shoes were kind of rare and that they weren't going to produce a whole lot of them. But I guess the word got out super quickly and there was like a line formed outside of this pop-up shop that was like hundreds of people long, just this huge line. And while waiting in line, Apparently, two teenagers, they ended up getting assaulted and, and hurt because of just the, the sheer mayhem over the event. And so the NYPD came in and they actually shut down the pop-up shop to prevent any further violence or problems. And 
pairs of these shoes quickly showed up on resale sites like StockX for hundreds of dollars a pair. To me, this is just crazy. Anyways, after the pop-up shop fiasco, Adidas promised that the shoes would be available again as a regular release. And so the collaboration officially released on September 1st. Now, this collaboration focused on just a couple of models, the Continental Volk and the, I think it's called the Adelette Slide Shoes. And it took inspiration from Arizona iced tea's four most popular flavors. So green tea with ginseng and honey, lemon, mucho mango, and watermelon. And each of these shoes have Arizona's unique branding on them. And the shoes come in bright, summer-ready colorways like reds and yellows and pale blue. Some of them even have floral-type patterns on them as well. And, you know, as much, Nick, as I want to hate the idea of this collaboration, because if you think about it, it just seems ridiculous for an iced tea beverage company to join forces with an athletic shoe company. But, again, as much as I want to hate on this collaboration, some of the shoes, they actually work. I, I think they're actually kind of fire. And if you wore them with some shorts and with maybe like a matching t-shirt in the summertime, I think you'd be rocking some serious summer vibes. Now, these shoes released for $90 and the slides released for $35 a pop. And I haven't really looked too much into availability on these shoes, but they appear to be sold out. And your only option really to buy them is from resellers. Uh, just a few other shoe collaborations that I can really think about. You've got the the Saucony Dunkin' Donuts mm, collaboration. Donuts. And what's funny about this, they've actually collabed a couple of times together. And they usually try to do it in conjunction with the Boston Marathon, like right before it happens. And they've done it on their uh, the Saucony Canvara 9 and 10 models. And these shoes feature branding and colors of the Dunkin' Donuts chain, so you can bet you're going to find a lot of sprinkles, a lot of pink, a lot of white and orange. And these shoes, like when they release them, they sell out immediately. Again, it's just kind of one of those, in my opinion, kind of a ridiculous collaboration, but people go wild over it. And again, I don't know if it's just that perceived rarity of it or just you know the fact that they're so ridiculous that they're kind of cool i don't know but anyways the last couple of times that they've done this collaboration those shoes sell out immediately and then you know just the little what little bit of research i've done there's surprisingly a lot of shoe and food collaborations um you know there's a lot of there's a bunch of collaborations with like famous chefs and, you know, that could almost be a whole episode in and of itself. But I'll end with this last food collaboration. And this might be my favorite one. So it's the Shoe Surgeon Pizza Hut collaboration. So they collaborated on a shoe called, ready for this, Nick? The, the Pie Tops. Oh, my God. Super cute name. <laughs> Adorable. So they're called the Pie Tops. And now only 50 pairs of these shoes were made. And they released, I think it was March, it was around March Madness back in 2017. So, with these shoes, Pizza Hut, they hired Dominic Chambrone, and his he's also known as the shoe surgeon. And what he does is he makes, I've actually, you know, kind of seen some of his work and seen some YouTube videos on what he does. He does some really awesome customizations with shoes, like with Nikes and Jordans and stuff like that. You know, he'll often do it for like celebrities and stuff. So, he does really cool work. So, Pizza Hut, they hired him to design the first ever basketball shoes that could order pizza for delivery by pressing a button on the tongue. Thanks for calling Pizza Hut. How can I help you? 
They had a couple of iterations of this. I guess the second iteration marked the first time that the shoes were actually available for purchase. And that's when these, you know, these 50 pairs were made and they were shoppable to the public in red and also wheat colorways. And kind of a bonus point with these. So one of the shoes, if you press like a button on the tongue, it orders pizza. Get this. So the other shoe can pause live TV through a button inside its tongue. That way, people watching March Madness or basketball or whatever, they'll never miss a play. And, you know, they can they can order their pizza and, and they're good to go. So that's kind of a win-win. How could you live without that? I, I don't know how you could. You know, I, I think this is a genius idea. I think once it becomes more mainstream, people will wonder, when were there ever shoes that can't control the TV or that can't order your, your favorite fast food delicacy? Every time I watch a game... You're going to be wishing you had some pie tops. Well, I'm going to be hating myself that I don't have them. I'm going to be absolutely hating myself and thinking, like, what What in the world am I doing with my life without my pie tops? I agree. I know, right? As soon as the idea becomes a little more wide, it's just going to hit the ground running. So we're going to wrap it up for today. But one final question for both of us, and I'll just... I'll kick it over to you first, um, and then I can throw in my two cents. But if you could pick any model of shoe to turn into your own collaboration, what would you pick? Now, I know these two models are used all the time for collaborations, but I would probably have to choose a classic Vans model, such as like this, the, you know, I'd probably say the old school or the Nike Blazers. I would basically want a model that's timeless and kind of unassuming by itself, but that could act as like a blank canvas for customization. And I think both of those shoes do it. Um, I would love to use, if I were to do my own collaboration, I really like some of the things that like Sean Watherspoon has done with Nike, as well as Travis Scott, in the sense that they use a lot of like unconventional types of materials and textures you know, like corduroy and things like that, canvas. Um, and that's what I would want to do. So I would want to take like a classic, like a, again, like a Vans old school or a Nike blazer. And I would want to kind of edit them, put my own spin on it, you know, put just kind of maybe surprising type, uh, you know, textures or materials that people wouldn't, wouldn't normally think would go on a shoe, you know, hopefully kicking it up to the next level, kind of making it my own and by putting a fresh new spin on it. I love it. How about you, Nick? I bet they'd be, um, you know, I would probably do, well, I couldn't just pick one. So I'll pick two models. I'd probably do something like the Air Max 90 and then something like the, I would probably do the, uh, maybe the Adidas Samoa. I think both of those models are ones that again, they make for a really cool canvas that you could just put your own flavor, your own spin on it. Um, I'm sure they would both probably have gum soles because I'm a huge uh, lover of gum soles on all shoes. But other than that though, uh, yeah, I'm not exactly sure what I'd put on it, but I just feel like I could really make those two shoes my own and it would be a lot of fun doing it. Nice. That wraps up our episode on collaborations. And we hope that you guys have enjoyed it. Hopefully uh, you were able to 
uh, learn some some something fun, something new, and uh, you know maybe get a little more appreciation for sneaker collabs in general. Um, and you know we thank you all for listening. And as always, we will catch you next time and keep walking the roads less traveled. See ya. Great story. Compelling and rich. Well, that's going to do it for all of us here at Channel 4 News. You stay classy, San Diego. I'm Ron Burgundy. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Immortal Souls podcast. For more information, show notes, pictures, or just to say hi, check us out at immortalsoulspodcast.com, Instagram, or Twitter. Original theme music by Scott Spriggs. Five-star reviews are always helpful and hugely appreciated. Until next time, keep walking the roads less traveled.